podcast of the week. It is Location Weekly. It's episode number 576. Um, for our friends here in North America, uh, locally here in Canada, hope you had a great Canada Day last Friday. And for uh, those south side um, in Aubriana's world, I hope you had a good Independence Day yesterday. So uh, despite all of the uh, you know, incidents that we heard about in terms of shootings and whatnot. So, uh, you know, praying for those families. But uh, how are you, Abriana? Um, I'm good. You know, I kept the news off for the weekend. So I feel like I've been living in a bubble a little bit with my family and, um, you know, enjoyed the barbecues and the fireworks and uh, just time disconnected a little bit with some other families. So, um, yes, thankful to kind of be in that, but now obviously coming out for the week here. Um, and I'm sure we'll hear lots of the heavy things that are happening uh, in our, in our nation and in our world, but, um, for the time being, ignorance is bliss. So Stay in the bubble, Stay in the bubble. Yeah. <gasps> Anyways. Yeah. Well, we have a good show for you this week, four stories, um, that we want to cover. Um, and we're kind of, um, I don't know, for the most part, I think staying in the U S this week or in North America, at least, um, in terms of the, uh, the stories we, we want to cover, but, uh, I'll let Aubriana kick us off with a, uh, a local one for her. Yeah. So New York based Pepsi, uh, Pepsi co, if you want to be formal about it, you know, they are celebrating summer and you can participate through July 17th, uh, pretty simple campaign here. This is a chance to win some experiences if you are in the Big Apple, but also staying in the Big Apple. So across the five boroughs, you know, if you see these QR codes on the bus shelter or in the bodega or um, local supermarkets, anything around there, you can scan those to enter. Uh, you can also go to a dedicated microsite that they've set up and they are awarding 25 winners with a New York experience and then, um, you know, a grand prize winner for the entire year of free experiences. So some of these are, um, you know, pretty typical things that you think of with New York. So a concert at Madison, Madison Square Garden, tickets to a Yankee game, Gotham Comedy Club, you know, all those types of things. Um, so kind of fun. And they've also brought back some of their custom labels with uh, the New York City Pepsi. It's a New York thing campaign. Uh, so if you're into like, you know, having those fun custom cans that are, you know, disappearing here and there, that might be a, a fun thing to go buy if Pepsi is yours. Uh, so, you know, I think this is a good way to get opt-ins, you know, uh, in terms of like gathering email addresses or cell phone numbers, you know, from a local perspective and driving that. It's a pretty simple campaign that probably didn't cost them a lot of money in terms of the fact that they already had all of the creative that they had pre-run. Um, you know, the the campaign was from last year as well. And, you know, it's pretty simple just to kind of get, get those, um, I'm sure they're really nice tickets, but, you know, get those things pulled together for a company like Pepsi. So I think it's a good way to just generate a little bit of buzz and something simple, not anything super tech you know, savvy or, or, um, you know, forward thinking in my mind, but I do think that it's important for these brands to continue to figure out ways to have those direct connections and direct relationships with their consumers in a day and time when our, um, third-party data is, is dwindling and you're, you know, really trying to be able to have that one-on-one -on -one conversation, 
and you know drive more of that engagement. I think these these little simple things can um, actually do a lot uh, and, and provide a lot of impact down down the road. So I think kind of doing this at a more local level uh, is a smart approach, and obviously starting in the Big Apple is it's a good place to be. Yeah, I kind of like it. Uh, it's kind of you know fun summer activities. I'm I'm hopeful that it's you know um, you know there's there's part of the campaign around this is is you know driving traffic to you know those local bodegas and and places where the QR codes uh, can be found. Um, you know to bring some business uh, you know back to you know these recovering um, businesses that suffered during COVID. So I think that might be you know an interesting aspect of this. I, you know, question for you, since you've been in New York now, like how many of these places have you been to uh, since you've been there um, and experienced yourself? None. I don't None. think. I mean, I've been I've been in a One World Trade Center, but I haven't like dined there, but I've been there for meetings yeah. and events. Um, I'm trying to remember all of the list of things that you can go and do. I have not made it to a Square Garden. No, I have not made it to a Yankee game yet. And the concert that I was supposed to go see, um, unfortunately got canceled a while ago. So I will get there though. And okay. I am going to go see a Yankee game, even though I'm not a Yankee fan, I'm, I'm definitely going to go do that. The experience. It, right? Yes. We were you talking know, about it. Was, yeah. I was looking at the dining, uh, experiences. So I I've actually been to red rooster. Um, I highly recommend it. It's it was an amazing experience. Uh, it's in Harlem and a uh, phenomenal restaurant. Good, good night out. Highly recommend that, Brianna, you and Jerome, go to Red Rooster. All right. We're not far from there. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's, it's phenomenal. Anyways, um, yeah, and I, I, and I like that they've kind of brought back the, uh, the local sort of um, labels on the bottles featuring, you know, landmarks like Brooklyn Bridge and things like that. I think it's kind of fun. Um, you know, uh, and, and the, the the hot dog vendor stuff, which which brings me to yesterday, with uh, you know Johnny Chestnut there, you know consuming you know whatever eighty hot dogs in ten minutes or whatever it was, <laughs> which is ridiculous. But um, I like that they're keeping local and um, you know kind of embracing their uh, their heritage in uh, in New York there from uh, White Plains where where they're based. So um, yeah, very cool. Good. Okay, uh, going on to our second story now. Now, this one's kind of interesting. So Mini, like the cars, uh, Mini in USA, uh, like every other car company, um, if you've been in the market for a car these days, uh, is having supply chain issues. Um, so, uh, you know, inventory and availability of, of vehicles and colors and whatever you want is, is tough to come by. And so they decided to kind of lean into this a little bit and ease the pain of their customers that are on waiting lists and give them something fun to do while they're waiting for their new vehicle that they've ordered. And so uh, they are selecting, um, you know, customers on their waiting list and they are shipping them out a life-sized puzzle of a mini that they can work on and uh, have fun with. Uh, you know, doing a puzzle that's full size of a mini car. And then there are also some regular size puzzles as well that are going out to customers. But, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's kind of interesting because, you, you know, I know early in the pandemic, I think, you know, when, uh, when we were all off and, you know, forced to stay home, you know, there was this kind of craze of like, all of a sudden everybody was baking bread and everybody was doing puzzles and, and whatnot. So 
I like that they're kind of, you know, sort of keeping with that sort of trend of, you know, uh, giving people something to do while they're waiting. Um, and I think it's kind of fun, right? Like it's, you know, minis are, are you know, they're, the brand of mini is about, it's kind of cheeky and fun to drive and, you know, kind of unique, you know, you typically, like if you're ordering a mini, like you custom order it with, you know, how you want it and, you know, colors and, and you know, chrome here and this, that and whatever. And um, so I think it's kind of fun that, you know, you get to kind of build this puzzle, um, you know, while you're waiting. I, 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 it, it, it's kind of weird, but it's kind of cool at the same time. What are your thoughts? Listen, I, I have like this old lady tendency where I love puzzles. So this is right up my alley. Um, you know, if I go on vacation or, you know, definitely during the pandemic, like I have a lot of jigsaw puzzles. I think it's a lot of fun and I can stay up all night, yeah. you know, with a good cocktail and, and put a puzzle together. So I like this. Uh, the life-size thing might be a little complicated because I'm assuming it would take a really long time to put together. And um, where do you put that? You know, you can't, you got to do it outside. And what if it rains? I don't know. <laughs> Maybe in the garage where you're going to put the car. Get, get the kids into it. Get yeah. In the driveway. Yeah. 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 But it's definitely fun. And, uh, you know, I like that they're still keeping the anticipation and excitement going in, in these long delays. I wonder if it's like they didn't specify, but I wonder if like I, I doubt it that the the puzzle like the life size puzzle is like you know a replica of your actual car that you like in the color and whatnot. Probably that's too much customization, but that would be cool. Like building Definitely. your own car and then you're waiting for your, you know that car to arrive. So anyways. do you think it's three D? Is it like a three D puzzle? <laughs> I don't know. I, I I'm gonna have to poke around and look for uh, you know videos of people building their puzzles. Mini Cooper Marketing and Advertising, if you're listening, like we're curious, send us one. We would love to try it out. Yeah. I've got a big table here in my office. I'll build a puzzle <laughs> and I will, I will share about it. Let's do it. Okay. Well, let's move from cars to pets. Um, and there is a new ring type of doorbell for pets. It's called Petvation. Um, and this is kind of fun. You know, this is interesting. It is a um a tech enabled pet door so that your pets can go in and out so it uses a pair of cameras that can detect when your pet is entering and exiting the house um and they only open the door only opens like when they see your pet not other animals so apparently it's a much more effective solution so uh you know in comparison they were saying in the story that the current technology for for pets is like really relied on more like sensor embedded collars, um, you know, which can sometimes go undetected or can get lost or damaged. Um, and there's not also nothing that really stops like another animal kind of following the your pet in. Um, it also, you know, tells the fact that it's pretty simple in terms of it runs on 12 volt battery supply. It can be installed on basically any door. And then it has this camera and app combo. So the camera just like other facial recognition that we've talked about on the show is, um, you know, profiling your pet's face. So it can be detected pretty much, you know, anyway, and unlock the, the, the system unlocks. Um, and then it has two sets of high resolution infrared cameras and 120 degree wide angle lens. Um, it also has, um, you know, the, the infrared cam cameras that allow it to work in lower light. Uh, so it's more of like, 
you know, security on your phone, you can also set a curfew for your pet to say like, can't go out after certain hours, um, you know, so that they don't just, I guess, go out in the middle of the night or, you know, while you're asleep, which I think is kind of cool. And if this is your jam, you can pick it up. There's an early bird discount. Uh, they're starting to deliver these in October of this year, but you can get it for 169 bucks. Not a bad deal. I like this. I mean, hitting home to me, like I had a pet that got lost. So, you know, when it was going out to go to the bathroom, I think it was very small. So we're pretty sure that during that time, you know, another animal came and grabbed it, but it was like, this is something that everybody could, who has a pet that can go in and out on their own, you know, or a fenced yard just wants to make it easy or you're out at work during the day. Um, I think this is like a pretty genius idea. I like it. I like that you can, you know, look at this through the app. I was like, does this, you know, can you do this for your kids as well? Um, you know, that would be my preference. So they just, just like stop leaving the door open in the middle of summer. <laughs> um, but I think this is, this is a great idea. I mean, use of technology, a great use of facial recognition. You know, it's not like a privacy sensitive type of thing. It's your dog or your cat. Um, if you have a cat that goes outside. So I, I think this is really, really cool. Yeah, I think it's I think it's brilliant. I, uh, you know, it's interesting. You know, we've talked so much about facial recognition and detection technologies on this show over the last few years. For the most part, you know, there's a lot of pushback, you know, on that from a privacy point of view. But I think like this is, you know, a, a very positive, you know, good use case of that kind of technology. Right. And, you know, the fact that they're bringing this down to, you know, one hundred and sixty nine dollar price point um you know for a hardware based solution um you know i think is pretty cool that they can do that um it works on any kind of door wood you know plastic glass you know you can install this um you know there um apparently it's you know airtight windproof you know so so i like that they've thought about you know something that's robust and and can can stand up to somewhere um and at the same time, it's kind of using the, the, the latest tech to make that happen. And, and the curfew part of it, like for me is, is I think that's interesting, right? That you control the hours and, you know, your dog or cat can come up to the thing at two in the morning and it just won't open for them, you know, as it will, you know, other hours and things like that. Yeah, uh, you can reel in your party animal pet. <laughs> yeah, your party animal pet, you know, that wants to bring their friends in for, yeah, yeah. but, um, so yeah, I, I, I don't have anything else to add to this. I think it's a great innovation. I think it's it's pretty cool what they're doing and I, I, I like the price point. And uh, you know, if I had uh, pets, I would be, uh, I'd be on this. Very cool. There we go. All right, final story coming here to Canada now. Uh, Walmart uh, has announced a, a pilot uh, partnership with Instacart um uh where they're creating what they're calling a virtual convenience store and so obviously walmart has many physical stores here uh 4, of them in fact um uh, sorry uh, 400 of them uh in fact across the country and um what they're doing is they are basically creating a virtual convenience store uh using the existing network of physical stores and guaranteeing uh, delivery of whatever items are ordered through the online Instacart ordering system uh, within 30 minutes. Um, so essentially, uh, they've sort of pre-selected the 
4,000 most shop items, 4,000 most shop items, um, uh, available on Walmart now. And, uh, and they're piloting this 30 minute delivery with Instacart. And so it's all powered by the Instacart platform. It uses their uh, carrot storefront uh, for end-to-end white label e-commerce, uh, um, you, you know, sort of enablement there. And, um, you know, this isn't their first foray uh, with Instacart. They've been working with Instacart since 2018 on one hour uh, delivery. This is, you know, obviously taking this, you know, a step down, you know, to 30 minutes now. Um, you know, I, I I look at this and I go, okay, well, if I need something super quick, is it, you know, where am I going for that, right? Is it Walmart? Is it, you know, 7-Eleven? You know, you know, what kind of, uh, of merchant and retailer am I going to? And is it something that I'm going to jump on online to do, you know, um, in this way? And I think I think the, the reality is, is what I like about this particular thing is, is that it's, it's, it's partnership with Instacart. It's not you know, my first thought might not be to go to walmart.com, right? But, but you know, going on to Instant Cart or, or Uber or, you know, platforms where I'm used to quick delivery, uh, and that's kind of how I think about them, uh, makes sense. So, so I like that they're kind of looking at this partnership in that way. Um, you know, 4,000 items, that's a lot of items, um, you know, to, to choose from. Maybe... You know, I'm sure they've done their their research on, on on that and figured out that's that's the right number, but uh, yeah. So this is this is new. This is only in the Toronto area here. Groceries, pantry items, household items, snacks, those kinds of things uh, are what's available. And um, yeah, in 30 minutes through Instacart. What are your thoughts? Well, first of all, I'm just excited that there's a story that is focused in Canada for you, Steve. You know, we don't get to talk about that very often. It's usually here yeah. where it starts or both. Um, I'm to try it out. <laughs> you should. You should definitely try it out. You know, I think um, the, so for example, for me, the, the relationship that Target has with Shipped, where they will deliver, it's not within 30 minutes, but I do use that, you know, I wouldn't say frequently, but probably at least once a month. Um, and I find that very convenient and the fact that it's not just like grocery items, but again, to your point, if it's something I need really quick, Walmart is likely not a store I'm going to run in and out of, you know, I'm going to go somewhere that's a little bit easier from a parking situation to get in and out of like a CVS or like a bodega or a 7-Eleven, you know, something that's just a little bit more seamless. So perhaps this opens up those quick, you know, needs and, you know, that budget that maybe they're missing out on a little bit. I think the biggest part, honestly, is execution and making sure that what people order is actually like reflected and in, in stock. That's the biggest challenge that I have is that a lot of times I'll order something and then, you know, the person who's shopping for it is like trying to text me. And I'm, you know, the reason why I did this is because I want to like just get it taken care of. And it said it was in stock and then it ends up not being in stock and I'm not there to like text with somebody. It's almost like I should just go get it myself. So I think it's all about the execution and how it works from after the order until the delivery. Um, and so I think that's like definitely one area that whether it's Instacart and Walmart or Target and Shipped, like that has to be ironed out a little bit better. Um, so I'm just happy that you guys are getting this, you know, there. But yes, test it out. Let us know how it goes. Will do. I'll give it a go. Um... 
and that and and that's it. That's our show for this week, everybody. Uh, four stories there, uh, a range of things that uh, are super interesting. Especially, I, I really like the pet patient stuff. Um, and uh, you've been listening and watching episode number five hundred and seventy-six of Location Weekly. Thank you so much for your time. We really appreciate it. If you have feedback, if you have story ideas, reach out to us. Uh, we're always open to those. And uh, we'll see you next week for another show. Have a great week, everybody. Enjoy uh, your summer. And uh, we'll see you soon. Bye. Bye.